What's up, hockey fans? Dev here to tell you about the greatest way to gamble in the state of Minnesota, and that is betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Right now, you can get $5 for free to bet on your favorite teams just by signing up using the promo code 10K. Yeah, and you guys can bet on a variety of sports, professional golf if you want to. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with it. You can bet with your friends. You can join competitions. And you can take our money, too. Just look out for our uh, orders when we put them out for certain games and take them up and win some money because we're dipshits. So you could for sure win some money off of us. Hey, guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov for a chance to win it. He's gone. Ahead. Two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild! Cut off by Mata. Throws it up front. Dumba scores! Comes Brian Ralston for the Wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. Blast it Oh, my, what a shot! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dev. With me, as always, is my statistically attractive co-host, <coughs> Zooch. Zooch, how are you doing on this fine evening? Uh, we're doing good. I, I got a big old bruise on the back of my leg from our very own Marlo. Fucking taking a clap bomb during the Minnesota Cup this weekend. Caught oh, me man. right in the back of the leg. They whistled the play dead, and the ref started yelling at Marlo because they weren't supposed to take slap shots. <laughs> he was like, hey. <laughs> Dude, the refs, honestly, I know we're going to get into it a little more. The refs are the best part of that tournament. They were just chirping everybody. I was going to say, I saw the uh, the video where the refs were chirping everybody. <laughs> he said, does that guy have fucking gloves? Does that guy have fucking hockey gloves, he said? <laughs> He's wearing choppers out there. He's like, give that guy some hockey gloves. We were going to touch on it later, but let's just do it right now. Obviously, yeah. you're talking about the Minnesotan Cup uh, presented by our friends at the Minnesotan. At the Minnesotan. Yeah. Um, hell of a tournament, like, man. It looked like it a great time, a hell of a tournament. It, it looked like there was actually decent hockey being played <laughs> combined with a bunch of just really shitty hockey. Yeah, I mean, dude, like I said, we were talking about this beforehand. I... I played hockey in Minnesota. You know, I, I played in high school. I have never played at a speed like that in some of the games. Our second game was not fat, obviously. It was different between the games. but The game that we won. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the game that we won, it slowed down a tremendous deal for us, so that was good. But, um, no, the first game we played a bunch of Bemidji State grads, including a couple of them being former Bemidji State Beavers, so you know they uh, skated very well. They were very fast. And they, you know, kicked our ass. Then we got to play Forest Lakes varsity team from last year. <laughs> For some reason, they just slotted a whole varsity team together. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It was a good time, man. I, and like uh, like you were saying, the it, it was great atmosphere. They, got, they had a tent with beer and, you know, merch. And, I mean, you can't really complain. Outdoor puck, nice day, nice weather for the most part, too. And a bunch of good hockey being played. Yeah. 
was the uh I have to imagine that the team MVP was Gage Osmus, but Oh yeah. Definitely correct me if I'm wrong there. No, uh he <laughs> you could tell that we had another guy, uh, Grant Holfield. He was very good too, but obviously Gage being, you know, former division one captain, national champion. I don't know if he got drafted. I know he played a few years, you know, in the leagues under the yeah. shell, but obviously very post? talented. So I you could tell that. the difference in hockey between when he would skate the puck down and someone like myself would skate the puck down. Very <laughs> night and day difference. And it was actually very funny. Uh, I, I got to play a few, actually a few shifts with him. So that was pretty cool because yeah. obviously when he was on the ice, we were in the offensive zone the whole time. So that was fun. <laughs> but um Marlowe had winter on the net and he had centered him and it, it, it almost like it parted like the Red Sea. Everyone's like, yeah, we're getting out of the way. This gauge was coming down the slot ready to <laughs> rifle one. And uh, my girlfriend, her soccer coach from high school is actually the goalie of the team we were playing. Oh no. <laughs> and he, he's get you know, he's whatever gets into his position and gauge absolutely rifles one top shelf. The buck was in and out of the net before the goalie got down to the butterfly. Like <laughs> it was that fast. And I'm sitting behind the net. I just put my head down like, wow. I feel bad for that's, that goalie. That's but, um, awesome. Yeah, so, to your point, it, he was by far the best player in our team. But Not bad for a has-been is what you're saying. Oh, no. he's. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably could still play if he really wanted to. <laughs> he's very good. Um, there's a couple teams that had former golfers. Uh, P.A. Pronto, I believe, was playing. Uh, Ryan Carter was on yeah, a team. Former, former Maverick, I see. Yeah, I mean, one of the teams, the Van Tassel brothers <laughs> were on it. I mean, it was – yeah, it was good hockey being played, guys. This was not just your run-of-the-mill, oh, a bunch of old dudes coming out and playing hockey. This is fast hockey, and I recommend next year and anybody coming out. I mean, what, where else can you watch former NHL, former Division One players, you know, right in front of you? You could be right there watching and, them play. And they're playing with, like, a bunch of guys who are, like, don't belong in a beer league. Yes, too. no. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing with a bunch of guys that should not be on the same sheet of ice as them. And uh, we talked about this before. Um, the championship actually ended up two to one with Ryan Carter's team getting defeated by, I believe his team was called the Greasy Mitts. Great mm-hmm. name. Great name. Um, great jerseys, too, by the way. But I don't really know much about who was on that team. I just know they won the championship, obviously. We're pretty good. <laughs> I have but, I have one last question before yeah. before we, we move on to uh, our, our newest segment. And I guess technically our First segment? Debut segment, yeah. Yeah. Um, how many clipboards did uh did Jack break? Because <laughs> he, he must have bought he must have broken at least a two dozen, I would guess. Uh it, I think he had twenty four and he had six left at the end of the day. Okay, so um and, and it's funny you actually bring that up because I all of a sudden I turn around and I see him all on the ground and I I, I didn't even like hear him or see him doing it. Like, well, that was it, yeah. That was the beauty he, of it. He was telling me a couple of days beforehand that he bought, yeah, like yeah, he bought like thirty clipboards on Amazon yeah, it was for insanity, like dude. It seven dollars or something yeah. like that. And then I look, and in the video, you just see it's like a supercut of him breaking these clipboards in like various different ways. Like he walks over and like breaks one on Marlo's head. He like tried to bite one in half. Dude, how about that um, sport coat though? He looked good. He looked good, he doing, looked it, good doing it. I mean, it was hilarious because he, this is really funny. I, I don't know if you'll, cause you didn't play hockey either, but every time we'd take a, it's like change on the fly, mm-hmm. you know, 
Yeah. Someone would be like, one, one, or two, two. Yeah. You know, just tell you how yeah. many people need to go on the ice. Right. <laughs> by the third game, Jack finally figured out what we meant by that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he comes over to me. He's like, you know, I just figured out when you guys are saying one, you're telling, you're saying how many people are going on the ice. And we're oh my like, God. yeah. So in the third game, he's like, one, one, one. And he's finally learning like, oh, you man. know, terms. I kept telling him to scream lair. Lair, lair, oh my lair. god so no nah, dude it it was very fun i mean our softball team won one game in an entire season we won one game in a day so i think this is a good start for the future of 10k takes hockey one, in one two and oh in uh in tournament play exactly and and the one win was a dominating win might I add That's true and to be honest, I really think we we got the two seed out of our pool and we ended up playing the three seed out of another pool. So we went into the game against, I believe it was Forest Lake's old varsity team. They had lost both their games. We went in there thinking like, oh yeah, we got this easy. I mean, they're the worst. They lost their two games. And they came out and they're fucking just destroying us. And Is that the team that, where, where in the video uh, that you can see on the 10K Takes YouTube page? Is that the video where uh, Gage points out and goes, oh, they got matching bruisers. We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we showed up. That was the first team we saw playing out there. And we were like, damn. Okay. Well, let's hope we don't have to play them. <laughs> we are like, they're fast. They played their first game completely with well, the other team didn't have a goalie. So the other team got to skate five. So they're on a penalty kill the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's really, it, it really isn't this that funny, but if you were there, you just saw like you're playing outdoor. It's supposed to be fun, you know, fast up and down the ice, a lot yeah. of two on ones and you're playing on the penalty kill for the first game. It's like, dude, really? I'm not trying to practice out here. What do I need to penalty kill for? There weren't even <laughs> any penalties being called. It's pretty funny. I honestly oh, think that would have worked out for us better for us because then we would have just kept icing the puck down the ice. We'd have okay. everybody turtle and ice. Yeah. Well, I, that was our plan. Dev was score a goal and turtle and ice the puck the rest of the game, but we never <laughs> could score the first goal. So just there never worked go. out. We did tie. Uh, I, dude, this is the weird part. It was 10 minutes into the first period in, in the first game. And like, we were playing with these Bushmen who I think made the semis. So obviously a very good team. Yeah. And are these full 20 minute periods or there were 17 minute two periods. Okay. So, and, uh, I scored to make it two to two. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, this isn't too bad. They're a lot better than us, but it's two to two. Yeah. They scored three goals in the next minute on Jake. Jake literally <laughs> got lit up. Like a, he got lit up. He was getting sunburnt. The light was going so much behind him, which is why instead of having the e-bug to the e-bug <laughs> next year, we need to recruit Connor, and just do the full-on Minnesota Wild debug take. Hey, Jake. Jake was. Uh, I, I will say this. Jake was. Uh, he was pretty good out there, man. I mean, it, sure you could tell that. he got tired by that third game. Yeah. In the first five minutes of the first game, because he didn't get to warm up. <laughs> out there, it's just. I think the first goal is just five hole basic. Your basic down the side of the yeah. you know boards, and he shoots it right in. Where I immediately looked over at. Uh, I believe it was Cody sitting next to me, Cody Fredericks, another 10K guy. And I just yeah. looked at him. I'm like, oh, great. It's like, here we go. Today is going to be much like softball. <laughs> just gets absolutely pounded for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Um, we're going to introduce our, our a new uh, inaugural segment. It is the Not Weird Wild Tweet of the Week. And this week's Wild Tweet of the Week has nothing to do with hockey, nothing to do with the Minnesota Wild, nothing to do with hockey at all. 
and everything to do with Adam Schefter being a mouthpiece. Yeah. I'm going to read the tweet verbatim here. Uh, This is from Adam Schefter, uh, ESPN's uh, NFL reporter. Gritty expert. Gritty expert. um, Also uh, great at tearing his meniscus. And reporting early on news that (laughs) probably shouldn't report early. Yeah. And just overall known for jumping the gun. Yes. Jim Harbaugh called Michigan to inform the school that, despite interviewing with the Vikings today, he will be returning to the school for the 2022 season. Sources tell ESPN, Michigan was, in the words of one source, elated to get Harbaugh's decision. So here's the thing. That is an incredible spin zone. Because Jim Harbaugh was not offered the job. And if you just read that tweet, it sounds like Harbaugh says, hey, thanks for interviewing me, guys. I'm actually, I really prefer it at Michigan, um, you know, where I have left. The man left his team for three days before National Signing Day. He, you, you don't do that unless you want the Vikings job or, you know, any NFL job. You just don't. And here we have Adam Schefter, a Michigan alum basically tweeting a spin zone for the Michigan fan base. So shout out to you, Adam Schefter. You win the inaugural, not weird, just wild tweet of the week. Yeah, that was, I mean, what more do you say? I mean, it's hilarious because now all the Viking reporters are like, no, it wasn't offered. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. best, yeah. The best part is then immediately after that, yeah. like all like Chad Graff, Tom Pelissero, uh, Courtney Corona, Ben Gessling, everybody immediately is like, well, actually the Vikings didn't, you know, offer that to him. So, you know, just to be very clear because the Vikings did offer the job to Kevin O'Connell. So shout out Kevin O'Connell, the new Vikings head coach unofficially until after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, young offensive guy sounds like, uh, if they're bringing him in, I don't think Kirk's going anywhere, in my opinion, but I mean, I guess we'll see. I'm not really going to talk about Kirk Cousins because you know we're going to get a divided listener base, Um, but whatever. I mean, yes, the writing is kind of on the wall. I don't see him going anywhere, but uh, I mean, who can't say they weren't excited for about a 15-minute period when you saw Harbaugh, Vic Fangio, and maybe Pep Hamilton being the offensive coordinator? I mean, that's exciting, even though for the Vikings to even be one of the teams that all those three would unite at, but I mean, who knows if they would have actually gotten Pep Hamilton and Vic Fangio and all these people. But if that was the case, I have a hard time feeling like Jim Harbaugh walked out of that building without an offer if they were getting the, you know, trifecta of those three, but obviously it didn't go the way Harbaugh wanted to and Schefter spins it into a complete, Oh no, we love you, Michigan. I'm coming back to coach yeah. your team. No, he left there without an offer and is like, shit. Uh, uh, I guess he's like, probably make it's, good. It's like uh, it's like he's going. He was he went on a date. You know, he's like, yes, I'm gonna leave my wife. I found my new, you know, whatever. Yeah, he the girl's like, girl, oh, he needs a by hot the way, girl at the bar. Yeah, I'm not really interested. Without any offer, anything, he's like, I'm very interested. I, I want to do it. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> oh, my God. I figured it out. Okay, so Harbaugh goes for drinks, right? Mm-hmm. And the bartender uh, is flirting with him, and he leaves his number with the bartender. 
And then he calls his wife and says, baby, I've, I've found, I've met somebody else. Yep. And then I'm going to offer, or I'm going to accept this offer when I get it right now. (laughs) As soon as, as soon as she calls me back, baby, uh, I'm done. And then two days pass and she doesn't call and he goes, Oh, well, uh, just kidding, babe. I never meant it in the first place. Ha ha ha. So yeah. Um, Kevin O'Connell, who knows? I don't know. I mean, I, I like the hire in uh, Quezzy. I hope I'm saying this right. Dofo Mensa seems like a smart guy. I watched his press conference really, really well spoken. Um, I, you know, the, Here's the, Sean, Mc, the Sean McVay coaching tree has done pretty well so far in the yep. NFL. So that's cool. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think a lot of it's going to kind of come down to who the defensive coordinator hire is going to be. Yeah. So I feel really good about that. Uh, but the roster has some serious issues and yeah, we'll see. Will, will Quezzy be a Paul Fenton or will he be a Bill Guerin? That yeah. remains to be seen. And well, we don't have Clint Kubiak anymore. No, he, no, he got a oh, demotion. No. Honestly, he, well, I call it what you want. I mean, he got a new job in Denver. He got a new job in Denver, <laughs> which is funny. Hey, where did his dad coach? Huh? Oh uh, uh, yeah, interesting. How that works. Interesting, out. and yeah, I wonder. It's almost like all these people talking about family members getting jobs in the NFL because they know, you know. Somebody. Yeah, what's that old saying? It's not what you know; it's who you know. Oh yeah, that turns out that's for real. Um, let's go back to the wild though. Wild finish out your January eight one and one. The only loss that they had in the month, the only regulation loss that they had in the month of January was literally on the first day of the month. They've won five in a row. Uh, points in seven in a row. And honestly, it, it it they should still be on a winning streak from that. I mean, that I don't know if you obviously I'm not dwelling on the past of this Colorado game, but that should have been won in overtime by Kevin Fiala when he put yeah, the puck wide in right. the net. Hey, um, we we miss out on one point this month, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and yeah, I mean, listen, the we miss out on we miss out on one point. Sure, whatever. You could maybe even argue that even though we're the better team, the second game against Chicago, we stole a point. We definitely um, did steal one there. So, I mean, it's so it, everything. It, it all evens out. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, since the last time we spoke, the Minnesota wild are winners of five in a row for Dino five in a row for Dino uh, with those wins, of course, coming across uh, an absolute shit kicking of the Blackhawks followed by an overtime win against said Blackhawks. Followed by an absolute uh, shit kicking of the Montreal Canadiens, followed by a sweep of the New York teams with uh, the three-two win against the Rangers. Fantastic game! Awesome game! Awesome, awesome game on Henrik Lundqvist night, ending in controversial fashion where the Wild finally don't get boned by a contra- you know quote unquote controversial call. Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna call it controversial. He pushes his pad into the back of the net. I don't know, like, but what... Rangers fans look at it and they say, "Oh, well, it's goalie interference." Um, you know, selfishly, a little self promotion here. You know, my favorite part of that day too is that the Wild takes uh, stats team. We found out that the Wild going into that game are one and zero all time against the Rangers when the Rangers are retiring the number of a goalie, yep. <laughs> which is such a stupid stat. But uh, it makes me happy. And um, after that game, they are now two and zero. It was is, such a uh, stupid stat. It got it made it onto ESPN. 
roll. They're uh, six zero and one in their last seven. Their only loss coming in a shootout against the Colorado Avalanche. No Adam Fox tonight for the Rangers. They just played last night too. They lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets. One big thing tonight, though, Doug, it's Henrik Lundqvist night. They're raising his number 30 to the Raptors. And here's your nugget for the day. According to my friends at Wild Takes, the Minnesota Wild are 1-0 on nights at MSG when the Rangers retire the number of a goalie. They beat the Rangers in 2004 on Mike Richter night. They will beat the Rangers tonight on Henrik Lundqvist night. Now, that's a predictive trend if you have one. So, great stuff. Uh, on that one, Wyshynski having some fun. All right, my man. Fun little stat. So it's always it's fun. It's such when... an ESPN stat, too, for hockey. I know, like, that's right? why I love it so much. Like, <laughs> oh, man. We've just been having fun, having some fun with that. So, yeah, the uh, the brand new Wild Takes uh, social media accounts are your place to go for obscure but accurate statistics. Yes. Leading up into a game. Listen. The the Wilder, you know, like I said, they're eight one and one in January, and a a big reason why the Wild are eight one and one in January is Matthew Boldy nine points nine games, and it is now official that he is with the team like for good. We've seen it happen a couple of times where he's like, uh, like we call it a paper transaction where. He gets moved down to the taxi squad. Oh, my favorite, um, my favorite that is, tweets. Oh, my God. Everybody loses their <laughs> freaking minds over it. And all it is is a paper move. He still is practicing, and then they just activate him on game day, and it saves the Wild like $25,000 a day in cap hit. Like, it's a strategic move, and we are only going to be able to have it for like another week or so. So, like, once the All-Star break is done, which we yeah. should actually touch on that, too, because between now and the next episode, I believe, is the All-Star game. Yep. Um, Krill's going to show off his uh, low-level skills. He said, "Yeah, once <laughs> what, the what skills? Once the All-Star break is done, we won't have that option anymore." So, like, yep, Connor Dewar, excuse me. So, Connor Dewar and Matt Boldy, we're just like they're just going to be on the roster. They're going to be accumulating that cap space. So, like, this is it's a it's a cap move. It's a smart move. It's good and every, it, it needs to be done every time. Everybody's like, "But no, he's playing so well." It's like, yeah, that's what the taxi squad is for so he doesn't have to go all the way to des moines to practice yep oh my yep, god yep, yep. everybody's freaking out but anyway yeah no like we saw Matt the Boldy. writing on the wall with him staying though i mean yeah. as soon as rem pitlick was put to waivers and gone yeah i think exactly. it was pretty evident that and then and then Boldy billy billy g comes out goes on k fan and says matt bold is here to stay dean dean evison does the same thing matt bold is here to stay jordan greenway helps him pack all of his stuff uh up and move into his new apartment so now the idea of Matt Boldy and Jordan Greenway being roommates is very funny to me. Yep. <laughs> we might see a new like friendship budding, kind of like how Dumba and Brodeen had that budding friendship yeah, yeah. early in their careers. But like, but realistically, do we think that those two boys are eating anything but pizza bagels on off nights? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and isn't it a, isn't it a Boston university and a BC? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Along? So yeah, I uh, think they did go to competing schools. Yeah, so that's pretty cool too, dude. I, I, you know, I'm very excited about this because now with the news that Greenway gets locked up here for another three years, I don't Which think I people realize my wild take that he wouldn't be here next year, and I'm very happy. But then you flip flopped. You flip. I did. You did flip flop on that. My original take was super wrong, and even though I corrected myself before the news came out, I got to call myself out on that one. Yeah, and honestly, I. The, uh, Let's compare the cores from the past, you know, six or seven years of wild hockey. 
We now have a core of what? Eck, Greenway, Felino, Hartman, Caprizov, Zuccarillo. You got Spurgeon locked up. You got Eck, or I already said Eck. You got yeah. um, Brodine right. line, uh, locked up. Uh, Dumba's locked up. Um, well, Dumba's locked up for another year and a half. Oh, is he? Uh-huh. I keep thinking his deal is fresh. It isn't, isn't it? But no. still, he's still locked up for another season. We still have him for another season if we so choose. Yeah. But it, it, we'll throw Dumba out of it. E- either way, you got Brodeen, Spurgeon, Greenway, Eck, Kaprizov, um, all these skaters that are just locked up here now for the next three years, I believe, most of them. Everybody's locked up through. So Boldy will be here until the final year of the lockout year. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Greenway's three after that, but on this Kaprizov's five net for four after this season. Yeah, right? four. Yep. Like, dude, this this is it, it's locked up with all these rookies coming up now too. So we they're not going to need a lot of cap space. The fact that they already got all these key players locked up, what right. it does mean is we are now officially on Kevin Fiala watch. Uh-huh. As well as Matt Dumba watch now. I know I just yep. threw him in the whatever, but now that I'm thinking about it, you got Fiala and Dumba, which are two contracts. One of them's got to go. So, yeah, honestly, part of me feels like it's going to be Dumba because you have all these young defensemen coming up through the ranks. You got Kalen Addison, you got Lambos, you got O'Rourke. Yep. I mean, yep. shit. There's so many players that can jump up and maybe make a difference. And I know everyone shits on Ben, uh, J- uh, you know, he's Jordan like, Ben, Jordy Ben. Dude, he's fine. He's a bottom six defenseman, guys. You're not bringing Caden Addison up to play bottom six defenseman minutes. No, yeah, you don't want. Yeah, you don't want. Your... You guys ever heard of development fan wild fans? This is how you develop your players. Okay, you don't just put them in the NHL and let them, you know, play. When you have options that are clearly helping the team win, you got a damn near first place team here. Right, so... and and the other two, the other thing too is like. That... <laughs> Like if Dumbo were to go on like long term IR, right? You know, like, right. like Addison was Addison was the first He's call the guy. up. Addison yes. was the first call up when Spurgeon was hurt. And then yes. Brodine got hurt in that same window and Addison stayed up and filled the Brodine role. Look and at Beckman like, and Rossi. They didn't come like, up and play until they got top six minutes. So it's come on. You right. gotta just understand it's it. It's all about it the role. We would much rather it's better for his development long term if he just goes down and absolutely cooks in Des Moines. Which they are. Which yeah, you don't think you don't think Boldy's one year in the AHL is helping him out now? I mean, come on, guys, this is the Seriously. reason why Boldy has been so um, efficient. Damn, I mean, I'm gonna call it how I see it. It's he's been efficient since coming up here. He scores big goals. He's in the right spot at the right time. He's playing on power play one. Yeah, I mean, he's a point of game player, man. Yeah, and he's he's a point of game. I mean, obviously nine games, small yeah, sample size is yeah. fine, but like. Spoke Z said on the last episode too, like, you know, we keep Boldy and Fial together that they're going to be, a, they're both going to be approaching hey, so point did, game guys. Hey, so did Marlo. Marlo said, Marlo said uh, the same thing. Yeah. Marlo said they're going to outscore our top line, which I think is very, very bold because our play, top though. line is, it, it's in play, but I mean, I don't think it Capri's will. Capri's on Hartman and Zuccarillo have been awesome. And honestly, I kind of want to uh, hit, hit the rewind button a little bit because we didn't bring this up. Did yeah. you see uh, Henrik Lundqvist? Basically calls Zuccarillo's goal. Yeah. Don't let that guy score. Just tease one up, and then it goes. That's beautiful. Ah, uh, so awesome. Zuccarillo's a guy, man. That's that's a player. What, everything what a, about fun. that. Everything about that Rangers game was awesome. Um, yeah. It's real quick before we get into the next uh, week or so of of the Wild. Um, let's talk All Star Game. 
the all-star break is happening i think after tonight's game um we're recording this on tuesday evening the puck has literally uh it it dropped about 10 minutes ago as from when we're recording this so we're catching the very end of the or the very beginning of the game um the the next wild game the the wild play tomorrow tuesday no the wild don't play till tuesday so yeah this weekend yeah anyway ignore i'll edit this out because holy shit uh but the wild don't play again until tuesday uh because of the all-star game um Kirill's going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, guys, it's going to be – they come back Tuesday, they play the 8th. They won't play again until that Saturday, and then it's going to be every other day for the rest of the season, basically. Yep, so, pretty much. Um, there's going to be a lot of wild hockey being played. There's going to be a lot of winnable games in February, especially, looking at yeah. it. Uh, Jets are winnable, Red Wings, Jets again. There's a couple you got of the Oilers. Too. you got the Senators, and – uh, yeah, I mean, we, we do have the Canada trip at the end of the month, going to the Maple Leafs and going to the Flames. So mm-hmm. those will be two tough games. Um, can't wait yeah. to shit on the Maple Leafs. Cannot we'll wait for that. The Hurricanes and also the Wild, uh, the Panthers. Panthers, yep. Two very good Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's there's some good games sprinkled in there, but like Zooch said. We'll win a couple of those. I mean, yeah. you're going to win, yeah, we'll yeah, win yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of the tough but ones. Like, like, like you said, we're going to rack up some points. We're, the crazy thing is, is like it's February 2nd as we're recording this, and tonight's game against the Blackhawks, well, last night's game as you're listening to this, last night's game against the Blackhawks is game 41. The That's exact the midway point of the yep. season is February 2, which is crazy because, you know, the season usually ends at the end of March. Um, yeah, usually playoff game by my birthday, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, so um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Blackhawks. By the time that you're listening to this, all of this analysis will be you know hilariously uh, outdated, but who cares? Um, the main thing I want to talk about is this like insane rant that uh, the Rocky Wirtz went on. Uh, the chairman or exact something. title is he's like it's the a chairman. Chairman. He's one of the owners. Um, what a nut! Absolute <laughs> insane rant when reporters started asking him about the whole um, Kyle beach and Kyle beach situation that. goes on this insane rant where he just says like, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. Like he, he basically said it's 10 years old. Everyone should move on. And oh, if you have any, you know, brain, decency. any, any decency, any good bone in your body to be a good person, you would know that is just a completely utterly wrong statement to make about it. Yeah, it happened in the past. Yes, it's 12 years old, but it is something that happened in your organization that is so egregious that you can't even sit down and have a, you know, answer a question about it. You're just going to say, no, we're going to leave it in the past and everyone needs to move on. Well, that isn't up to you for everyone to move on. So uh, either, either, you know, answer it with some respect or how about we, you know, take some accountability to what happened and not just be- try to bury everything. You know, this is a big deal. Yeah. What happened, and uh, I just don't get it, man. It's just kind of a lunatic thing to say is to basically tell the people, "Hey, forget about it. It's old news." Like <laughs> seriously, what crazy, an man. absolute like madman! Like yeah. it's, <laughs> he was getting mad at the reporter. He was getting mad about it. Like, whoa! It's crazy to me that you're 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 the you know the face of this inc- like gigantic. Horrible An original six, and you franchise. have the audacity to tell a reporter that it's not their business to 
fucking report, report on the situation. <laughs> it's like, just crazy, man. Good lord. Well, I, it, it, the Blackhawks, uh, dude. There's nothing more we can say other than trash organization, trash product they've put on the ice for the past what five years. It's been just an absolute. Uh, it hasn't trash been trash for five years, but it's been. Getting well, didn't they blow that? Forward. They didn't they get swept five years ago in the playoffs? That was like against. The they were a one seed. They were a one the seed. They got swept. Season. I believe yeah, that, I was that was the last 17. year. So yeah, I guess okay. Yeah. I count that as trash because they got swept by the wild that year as well. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, but either way, I just, yeah. I can't stand that franchise, man. And all that news that came out and just how they've handled it. They, they, they're trying to bury terrible. it again. They're trying to bury it again. It's crazy. You buried it for 12 years. Sorry. Yeah. You don't get to bury it anymore. It's, I it's think, out there. At this point, I think you got to move into Quebec. <laughs> hey, no, come on, man. They got to move Arizona first. We could touch on that too. Arizona playing in a five thousand person arena. I kind of like it. What are we doing here? It's really stupid. It's really, really stupid. But what? So they can fill their stadium finally? Congratulations! Yes. It's five thousand people. It's a college arena. It's a glorified college arena. I I, I'm not. It gonna, is a college arena. It's, it is a, it's literally a college arena. Yeah. It's very stupid. I agree, but I still kind of like it. Yeah, um, but come on, you wouldn't rather see a, a, a flourishing franchise and. Atlanta, the Thrashers. Oh, trust me. I, I'm all in <laughs> favor on. of trying to bring back the Thrashers in some capacity or, you know, give the – bump the checkers up to the NHL, something like that. Like, I'm all in on that, but it's it still is very funny. The NHL, for whatever reason, is committed to staying in Arizona, and because of legal reasons, the um, owner of the Coyotes can't have sports gambling in his casino unless he owns a – sports team or something like that. Uh, so like, he's not going to sell because even though the coyotes cost him money, they bring in more money right. because of like the other licenses that he's able to have. Um, so stupid. it's very funny, very stupid. The easiest solution to fix it though, is to just make the coyotes watchable. Um, and one way to make them watchable is to have them beat the Colorado avalanche at home. It's very funny. Yeah. Well, Colorado deserves it. <laughs> it couldn't have happened to a better team. <laughs> couldn't have happened to a better team. You got to listen to all these fans. And someone, someone tweeted um, about how good the Wild were at home. We're like 15, 3, and 1. And an Avalanche fan, of course, you you could have guessed this was going to happen. An Avalanche fan is in there. Well, we're this record. It's like, this isn't about you. This team is about played, the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> they played like eight more games than us. Right, at, at home. Three more yeah. wins. It's like, ooh. I know it was just kind of funny though, because you just see all the, the Avs fans. You're like, you guys are so self conscious. <laughs> you can't even say you can't you can't talk about another team. Seriously. All right. Uh, before we get into our wild takes and wrap this up, Zuch, I want to get your first. Uh, I want to get your thoughts as we wrap up the first half of the season. Uh, oh yeah. Overall thoughts on the season, both for the Wild and the league as a whole, and then uh, you know, kind of what to expect in the second half. Okay, so before the season, I had brought up the over-under on Wild. Uh, not over-under. I believe it was uh, – why am I zoning on his name, Dev? Probably because I can't pronounce his name. Um, Dom uh, Lushikin. His model had the Wild <laughs> 106 points. Well, the Wild are on pace for 114 if they lose tonight and 118 if they win tonight. Believe it or not, 
That's kind of crazy to me. Um, Cause me and Dev both thought 106 points. You're fucking nuts. Like, give me a break. There ain't no way mm-hmm. we're getting over a hundred. This is the first year of, you know, the future. Well, we're going to hit a hundred. I firmly believe that. But, I mean, if you're at 60 after the first half, which if they win, then win tonight, which I fully believe they will. Um, yeah. 60 points in your first 41 games. It's pretty good. Well, it'd be yeah. 59, but what to look forward to is the trade deadline. Obviously I've already stood on my leg and I don't want them to go out and make a move. Cause I personally think you could slot in a Marco Rossi. You could slot in a Beckman. You could slot in Dewar, all these young guys that we have and they just produce that's, I mean, that's literally all the, all the wild do is bring up people and produce. And you know yeah. why that is? The Wild finally have culture. They have a coach that goes to war with them. They have a GM that doesn't fucking care about your feelings and all he wants to do is win. He looked at Jared Spurge at the beginning of the season and said, fuck that, we're here to win. Right. And guess what? All they do is win this year. I mean, when is the last time you've seen a Minnesota team after the first half of the season have 27 wins and 10 losses? 10 losses. I mean, to put that into perspective, that's even more crazy. It's like we're watching the Packers. And all they do is <laughs> all the all this team does is win. <laughs> all this team does is win. They're in a division that I think they have a stranglehold on right now for the, at least the second seed. I mean, they're sitting three points behind Nashville with six games in hand. So I I don't need to explain it to you, hockey fans. We're basically second place in the Central at this point. Yep. The Blues who have been falling slightly apart. Not going to say Dev was 100% accurate with his wild take yet, but they definitely look, don't look like the team plenty, they did in the beginning of the season at all. There's plenty, uh, plenty of hockey to be played yet, but um, every single time that they lose, my heart gets a little bit bigger. Yeah. Might want to go to a doctor and get that checked out, but... <laughs> um, I Honestly, probably my last point I wanted to make as I got the standings up here is how split the Eastern conferences. Dev, if you have a whatever by you pull up the wild card standings. Um, I mean, you have Boston at 55 points. The next closest team is Detroit with 46. (laughs) Boston's got four games in hand on that team. It's it's almost like this. I don't want to say like, oh, it's over. This is the playoffs, but essentially it kind of is. I mean, Columbus ain't making a run. The Islanders are really going to have to get going if they want. That's the only team I could say. The Islanders is the only team that if they get healthy, they're could starting probably to get. Go on yeah, they're run. starting to get. On, they're six four and zero in their last ten. But yeah, it, it's it's it's, it's, it's essentially they're playing for playoff uh, position at this point in the Eastern Conference. Then you go down to the Western Conference, and it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you got you got all these teams, and the only team really that's fighting now for that last playoff spot is going to be Calgary, Edmonton, Dallas. I mean, you could throw Vancouver and San Jose in there, but I don't see them sticking around. Maybe yeah, Boudreaux gets Vancouver there, but I think uh, somebody <laughs> had somebody mentioned that Vancouver is probably going to start to sell assets. Um, dude, the Pacific's pathetic. I'm going to, yeah. I'll just say that we've been saying the it Pac- all year, man, dude, the Pacific, their first place team would be in third place in the central. And the Wild have like six, seven, eight games in hand on some of these teams. Yeah. And they are ahead of them. It, it's, yeah, man, it really sucks that this is the year the Wild decide to go off because 
now you're hoping they would float around a wild card and somehow find their way playing in the Pacific. <laughs> and I know everyone's saying, oh, Jack Eichel, when they get him back. Dude. We'll see. I don't I, – we'll see, man. I Was Jack Eichel going to come back after a year and a half of not playing competitive hockey and step into the, you know, the player he was? Probably not. I, it's probably really not. good. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not going to – I'm not going to sit here and say that the Knights are going to be – they've got nothing to worry about. No, 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 no. But it I, would you, surprise me. Dude, I would much rather – if you're – okay, which number one seed would you rather go against in the playoffs currently? Oh, give me Vegas all day every day. Yeah, I mean, let's be real here. And then you get the winner of – The winner uh, of – One of the Cal- California Calgary, teams Edmonton. or Calgary and Edmonton. Well, you realize Edmonton is like – I know, I know. <laughs> they're they're out of it at this point. I don't. But see I, I think I do think that they'll figure it out. I you think need a goalie, Dev. That's sure why do. the decision to to not take uh, the the best goalie in the draft. He's there for the taking. And what do you do? Nah. You trade the pick. You trade the pick. We'll take the, yeah. We'll take an extra like fourth round pick or whatever it was to Insanity, swap picks man. with the wild. But, Basically, summary of the first half. Uh, The league is very divided. It's very, very top-heavy. And the bad teams are very bad. Yep. (laughs) Very bad. What's happening with uh, New Jersey, though? Come on, man. They've been bad for, like, since fucking Parisi left. What's going on here? And the sad thing about the Devils being... They don't have bad players, man. The sad thing about the Devils being bad again is that for, like, the third or fourth year in a row, it's like, all right, Things kind of hit the hit the fan last year, but we added this guy, we added this guy, we got yes. rid of this guy, yeah. and we're gonna be better this year. And then they're like <laughs> two games better. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're not. Yeah, gonna... I don't know. I feel bad for Devils fans because I don't know. It's the Eastern tough. Conference is almost so predictable at this point. Buffalo hot start, and then they're gonna be shit. Uh, New Jersey, new faces, new names, talented team, still shit. <laughs> Washington, top of the conference every season. Pittsburgh, top of the conference every season. It's just so predictable at this point. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing really more that needs to be added on. The only thing that I'll say is I, I kind of think that the Wild are going to be quiet at the deadline. Um, I think that we're going to be sniffing around, and I think we're going to be in on all of the like major rental deals between now and then, but. If I'm it ain't the, broke, don't I'm not the it. first one to point it out, and I'm sure I won't be the last. The only thing that really would make sense is if you can offload like rat like Victor Rask and get a one year rental. So, like, you know, you could probably could do that, but then if you put Victor Rask, a first round pick, and whatever, I don't know, maybe a prospect, and you can land someone like Hurdle. I'd be for that. Okay. I'm, could, I'm in on that. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, sure. We have enough fucking prospects, people. It's not like we're trading Adam Beckman or well, someone like Beckman that. Beckman is the name that I keep seeing brought up for that. Really? In that, in that like hypothetical trade. I mean, I really feel like we could probably, I don't know. Well, then again, I almost said merit the piss missile. I don't think you trade him either. I'd be so mad. But there's a name that you could pay attention to. Who knows? Yeah. Because he's stuck in the KHL. So. Yeah, he's going to be, I don't know. be like I'm not 21 when he comes Like I said, I like what they have. I like yeah. what they have. I don't see a reason really to shuffle it up. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I agree. 
Because we did talk old... about Rask being a player that probably is he's on this well. team next year because of the cap situation. Because he's, well. he, he's going to be a guy that we're going to be able to sign maybe maybe under a mil a year if you really think. If about we can it. get yeah, if we can get Rask at the you know the dirt cheap like a vetman deal or something like that. Great. I mean, hell, we have Nick Bustad who's been hurt for six seven weeks. You probably forgot he was on the team. Yeah, what's um, going to happen with him? That's uh, that, that he's kind of he's, he's probably still a couple weeks away, from what I understand. But like, I you don't know, see him stepping back with Dewar. I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, it's entirely possible that you know maybe he does get moved. I don't know. Hard to say. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it. We're going to end this episode the way that we end every episode with our wild takes. So, Mister Zooch, what is your wild take this week? All right. Well. I had to backtrack because I had a very spicy, spicy wild take if the Vikes hired uh, Jim Harbaugh. Okay. But I have to backtrack now. So sure, sure. My wild take. This is another spicy one. I mean, I told you it was going to be spicy this week. Yeah, man. The Minnesota Wild, after not winning a Stanley Cup in their first 22 years of existence, will win multiple, multiple cups over the next five years. I think they're gonna. I, I'm not gonna say Chicago Blackhawks three and six years, but I, I could see two and six, two and five, something like that. And the reason, obviously, you're you're gonna want to hear a reasoning for it. You're not just gonna be like, oh yeah, okay, he's a Wild fan, of course. Yeah, that. keep keep going. I'm almost there. <laughs> okay, spoked. My uh, my reasoning for this is exactly what you're watching this year. This is year one of this team being built. This is year one, and they don't lose, guys. This is like this is insane. Watching this team is not is something like we've never seen before. And we don't even have all the top prospects up yet. We don't even have the Rossies, the Lambos. We don't have Jesper Walstead, who's going to be the next coming of Hendrick Lundquist, I guess. So, I mean, guys, it's it's uh, it's time. It's time Minnesota sports get a title, and I think Minnesota delivers multiple cups over the next five years. I could see them going on. Uh, I could see them being like the Colorado Avalanche. But they actually get to the you know the big games, you not they, lose they out, they in the get first out of two the rounds. second round. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, this team is talented. It, you, you have the first line locked up. It's locked up for what three years now? Hartman, Kaprizov, mm-hmm. and you don't even uh, need to two. keep Hartman in between them. Two years. <laughs> so now you got uh, Eck, Greener, Felino locked up for a couple. Of, we'll just keep saying a couple of years. I don't want to yeah. think too far into the future. Sure. This team ain't changing next year. If anything, it's going to improve. You, you plug and play some Because you'll add Marco Rossi yeah. into, you know, a Kalen Addison. Role. I mean, guys, it's the talent on this team is crazy. And don't forget, I know everyone, I don't have any, uh, you know, sources. I promise you, Galagoski will be back next year on a very team friendly deal. That is why they loaded it on the front end because they had the money. And that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw yep. the. Per one year, five million. It's like okay, one year. Cool. He's going to definitely sign like a two by exactly. two next year. Exactly, and that's because the money works out that way. He was probably going to sign a three by whatever because he's what thirty five, three by nine. Wild say eh, 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 can't make it work. How about we front load this because we have the money this season, and we're not going to have the money next season because we're getting right. rid of your essentially your replacement or your <laughs> you know predecessor. Yeah. And uh, well. We'll see how the cap hell years go. I keep saying, oh, that's when the Wild are going to fall apart. But how are you going to fall apart when you got all these prospects coming up and performing at such a high level? 
Yeah. And the culture shock that, you know, Dean Evason and Bill Guerin have brought this organization. Right. I don't see them being the team, even after last playoff run. That's a, if, if that's the old regime with the old players, it's a five game series. It, it's right. a five game series. It's, it's, they ain't coming back from 3 1. When that series is 3 1, it's over in five. Right. That was a young team and they battled for it and they played we a team that it all the way to seven. All the way to seven. And sure, game seven and go which the way you wanted, but they were halfway into that game tied up 2 2. So, I mean, yeah. let's not act like that game was a huge blowout. They yeah, just, it fell apart late, but like, late. You know, that happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I see multiple cups coming to the Minnesota Wild because of the team that Garen's built mm. as well as. Mm. The players we already have here. Mm. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, not to not to mention Dino's locked up too. So hey, oh, there we go. Locked up. So three more for Dino. Let's fucking go. They should uh, lock him up long term, man. I really think he'll be here for a while. I yeah. I, I the only thing is with like coaching contracts, it's like in in very few leagues do you see coaches be extended for more than like three to four years. I don't know. He just has a feel to me that like he's a feel that tells me he's going to be here for like. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he'll get seeable time. He'll man. probably get reextended. That's what I, I'm not saying that he won't be. I'm just he just saying, he's such a guy, a player's uncommon. coach, man. He just no. Ever since he's came in to coach the Wild, don't you feel like he's just got the pulse on the team? He always Absolutely. knows what he needs no, he knows, to like. He knows exactly get what to do, when to do it, all that good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cool having a coach like that. It's been uh, when's the last time we've had a coach in Minnesota like that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Zimmer Zimmer wasn't that way. Zimmer was a good coach for his first, you know, four or five, six seasons. Yeah, but Bruce was kind of like that, but in a different way. I see. I I'll, I'm going to disagree. I don't think Bruce was like that. I think Bruce relied on his top guys. I think Dino isn't afraid to go run out his fourth line. No, that's definitely the truth. That is that's that's the only difference I see. But I agree with you in the sense of like they're both players, coaches. Players love to play for them. But but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're you're 100 right because and um, I listened to something where Dean, I think it was maybe with Paul Allen, where uh, Dean said basically when he was a player, he went out and he got absolutely smoked on a shift. And like whoever he was lining up against, it was like a Hall of Fame player that he was lining up against. It was like a Ray Baroque uh, or Ray Burke or something. Yeah. Um, you know, I forget exactly who the player was, but I remember Dean saying, I went out in my first shift against him, my first shift in the league. I got absolutely smoked, gave up a goal, and, you know, went off my skate. It was all me. I was in a bad spot, bad time. And then the next time, you know, they send me out, take a draw puck in our zone and, uh, I got smoked again, but I learned from it. I didn't get smoked right. as badly. And that's something that I, we've seen a lot with Dean where he is willing to, he's not, if you make one mistake, you're not in the doghouse. If you make the same mistake eight times in a row, then yeah, you're in the doghouse. And, and that's honestly how it should be. I and think there's really, the development part. Why do you exactly. think the wild have these people that are coming up and producing right away? Is this a mystery? No, it's because they have coaching. Their yeah. coaches know what they're doing. And that's what annoys me with wild Twitter is when we see like, <laughs> oh, why is Dino doing? It's like, okay, shut up. He's in the room. Dino, he knows what's going on. Dino definitely has his pulse on the room. He knows how to get his players to perform at this next level. And that's something we just haven't seen for a long time. And any right. Minnesota school. I mean, yeah. with the, even prospects for the twins that we bring up that we're super oh, stoked on, like, on the twins. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Kenny Vargas and, and Kirillov is going to be the next Alex coming Kirillov. and all these oh people like none of them have panned out, man. And yeah. then you get Boldy panning out, Rossi panning out, Dewar panning out. 
Um, I mean, Beckman comes up and gets two points in a couple games, panning yeah. out. Dylan Addison, panning out. Dude, there's six people right there that are going to help this team in the years to come. And, I mean, I'm just it's all draft and development, man. Yeah. You're 100% right. It's, yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, it's a really good time to be be on, on the wild bandwagon. Even then, I'm, I'm somehow less worried than I was about the cap hell situation. Like, yeah. The only real issue is that, like, you know, we might have a cap casualty of Kevin Fiala or Matt Dumba, which, like, that sucks. But we'll figure something out if that if that does happen. Who knows? Maybe we convince Kevin to take a. We do a. Well, wasn't the wasn't the problem at first was us getting Kaprizov signed? That was the only issue people had. We were like, oh god, we're going to be in cap hell. We're how are yeah. we going to sign Kaprizov? Once he was signed, my words okay, okay. went out the window. I was like, okay, we have Kaprizov. Build a team around him with whoever. <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, my my wild take is a very stupid one. Um. It's not as exciting as as, as yours, but uh, currently both of our goalies have an assist registered to their name, and <laughs> we we know that Capo is actively trying to get a goal this year. So my wild take <laughs> is that between our goalies, we have four points by the end of the year, so just double the pace that they're currently on. And Capo gets a goal. I fucking love it, dude. That's it's so very, fun. It's dude, very that's stupid, so fun. but it's very it's fun. so fun. <laughs> Could you imagine if Capo pots one, dude? That's I mean, we've so already great. seen we've already seen the own goal this year with yeah, uh, oh, <laughs> <God. you> know, <laughs> which 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 uh, do you know that's a that's a TikTok trend that the call after where he was like. We have confirmed on the ice we have a good goal. <laughs> Wild played the goal horn for like thirty seconds. That's awesome. And he's sitting there. He's like. That's so funny. It's a TikTok trend. Now people are doing it. Like, obviously I'm not as creative as these people, but they're coming up with like situations and it's like yeah. the call, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Wait, everyone's cheering or something. Like it's, it's pretty good, but I, that's a fun wild take. I like that one. Listen, Mine is yeah, more serious. Say, like we've been, we've been having, so we've been having a streak now of like, Oh, well this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. Capo's going to have some fun with a disco stick because oh, he's yeah. going to score. And then we should hang that, the the blocker up in the rafters <laughs> how about we we got to touch on capo because we didn't give him any love um capo he's been, so he's good, been great hasn't he he's been playing so good i don't yeah. understand i was doubting him i i'll i have no problem being I, wrong. I, would, I i don't have a problem being wrong on things like this like no. if i'm wrong and you want to tweet at me and go you idiot fucking talking down on capo after a couple bad games yeah i do look like an idiot because he is He's a great goalie. I, I really do think he is going to be the number two eventually when um, Wallstead comes around ready to go. Or, yeah. or I, I, I said that backwards. I do believe Cap will become the one, and Wallstead will get yeah. to groom a couple years behind him. But that's not a bad situation to have. That's why no, I don't feel like on the Wilds goalie situation. It's whatever. I mean, no, Talbot I, always gets a big save when we need him to, and Capo's been unreal. So what more do you want? Absolutely. And I want to give Capo a little bit of love here. Um, the last time that we had an episode, Capo was sitting at two, exactly two goals saved above expected. Uh, that was four games. He's played four, four games since, and he is now at 4.1 goals above expected. So he's saving on average 
uh, in his like current streak, he's saving basically half a goal a game, which yeah. that, you know, if you are, you know, counting that, um, the wild have played several one goal games in that stretch. And, uh, that's like that. I mean, that's three, the points, main, the save he made on Taze is the reason we can't, we're able to come back in that Colorado yeah. game. So it's, it's three points in the standings right there. And like Cam has also been playing pretty well, especially Dude, Cam, like he, had, he had Cam that one like sketchy fine. goal at the very beginning of the Rangers oh, yeah. game. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. He hasn't played in three weeks. Um, but like other than like a couple of like what random shitty goals like that, like I I've been pretty happy with our goaltending. Well, I mean, I, I... I really, I really do think Cam Talbot was the perfect signing for this team. Yeah. Um, when we signed him, three-year contract, I believe it was. Yeah, something uh, like that. His, his, if not for his play in the Nets, just his attitude around the game and his yeah, his, his pure determination to work and to get better. And I really think he's rubbed up on Capo. In the sense of one goal doesn't matter, man. When yeah. you play for a team like the Wild, two goals don't matter. You can let two goals in. Batting down the hatches and you're good. The Wild, we're going to score right. four or five goals and we're going to win the game. And <laughs> I really think that's uh, that that's helped Capo and it's made him into the goalie he is right now. And we're happy for it. I mean, he's playing out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> One. Absolutely. <laughs> love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. I mean, I'm glad yeah. we didn't sign Holtby in them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we could have... What was it Holtby? Um, uh, was the Thatcher Demko was the other one. I know, and it wasn't. Uh, wasn't there a goalie that just had to retire because heart ben issue? Oh, was it Bishop? Ben Bishop has like a degenerative knee issue. Uh, I thought it was a heart thing. Maybe that was last year with Holtby. Stalock has Holtby. the heart issue, but that's no. Not... I know, but wasn't Holtby last year? He sat out. I thought it was Holtby. Maybe, Maybe it was. It was. I don't know. But either way, Ben Bishop. There were goalies that the Wild were rumored to. In yeah. the first one off the board, first one signed was Camp Talbot to the Wild. Yeah, and, and everyone was like, "Oh, out. interesting! Everyone, oh, wow, wow, Talbot, blah blah blah." And well, it worked out for us. So. Yeah, it's playing great. Wild, school wild. Love it. We absolutely love to see it, and that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. As always, the Wild Takes Podcast is presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go give us a follow on our new social media channels. It's at Wild Takes Ten K uh, everywhere you want to do social media. So you know, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and TikTok, hooray. Uh, make sure to go follow the rest of 10K as well. Anything with 10,000 takes, uh, go check out the blogs, the website, the other podcasts, especially, you know, shout out the Hasbins, the other hockey podcasts here on the network. Ton of fun. If you like the show, as always, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. That's a win win for you. Long live the piss missile. Let's go wild. Stay safe out there, folks. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Wake up, bitch, get up. That's Dev. Dev, <laughs> give me a second. My sure. fucking cat's climbing my tree. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see ya. Alvin, why you gotta be such a little shit? <laughs>